Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Better Version, where I, Little Liz, help you reach your best potential by sharing my journey, my struggles, and what I overcame to reach this chapter in my life. I hope to only bring happy, positive energy in your life, even if it's just for a few minutes. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for today's episode. Not because of what we're going to talk about necessarily, but I'm just so happy because I finally got my podcast intro, as you could have already tell by now. And I hope you guys really like it because I truly like it and for me to say that is so not like me because like I did say in my first episode I honestly hate my voice so this new venture of mine this new project of me doing a podcast of it's literally just people listening to my voice and I hate my voice as I think most humans do but yeah I'm super excited I hope you guys really like it please give me some feedback on what you guys think about it and um but I hope you guys are all uh, taking care of yourselves and I hope you guys are all staying healthy during this crazy time that the world is going through. Honestly, it's just too much. I'm an introvert, but this is pushing it a little too much because I am ready to go outside. I'm ready to have drinks with my friends. I'm ready to go dancing. Like, I cannot wait. Honestly, I took my freedom for granted, I think, a little too much. Literally, everything is closed besides, like, I think the grocery store, like theaters, bars, you can't dine in in restaurants, malls are closed, so I've literally just either gone grocery shopping or just been outside of my house, like in the backyard and stuff like that, and I would really recommend that to everyone, especially if you live somewhere nice. Right now in Chicago, it's been gloomy and still a little cold, but I'll still get a chair, get a book, and then just chill outside and or go for a walk, stuff like that, but take care of yourselves, guys. Staying just locked indoors is not good, but... Anyway, in today's podcast, I'm going to get a little bit more personal uh, than my previous ones. It's, it's a very sensitive topic, and I want to give a full disclosure as of now that this episode is going to have some sensitive content for some people out there. And if at any time you begin to feel uncomfortable, please, 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 for your own mental health leave the podcast i will totally understand trust me um i also want to say that in no way do i want anyone to feel any guilt pity or sad energy anything bad towards me um after this because honestly i'm in a way better place and i've overcome these experiences and that's why i'm here to um talking to you guys to the world literally um about this topic i obviously at the beginning and for a couple years I wasn't in the right place to talk about it I literally pushed it to the side and I never wanted to talk about it I never wanted to get brought up but I've learned and accepted that um, that these events are a part of my story and they happen to me for a reason and I have to accept that so that's why I am now uh, sharing that with you guys and I feel pretty comfortable sharing it I don't like with anybody really but um I'm very big on quotes, and I think I mentioned that, obviously, in the last podcast. Um, I'm very big on quotes and phrases, and I 
think all of us should have one to get us through certain situations in life. I believe in mantras a lot too. And the title of this episode, I think I'm going to go with everything happens for a reason, which is I think a quote that a lot of us have heard. And I strongly believe in this one. I think that we may not always understand that reason, um, especially in most occasions and specifically those harder ones it's hard to understand right then and there when it happens but eventually you get your answers eventually you learn to accept it and that's kind of where I I am today and I've I've been in that phase with this um with these events for a while in my life I think for a couple years now but um when I was about five years old um, my parents had bought their first house um, well our first home and it was a three flat so we had tenants uh, it, was, it wasn't just us living in the house we shared the property but uh, our first tenants were a couple with two two kids I believe um, it was an, well they were like I want to say they were like between their 30s the couple and the kids were a little bit old like way older than me actually they were like teenagers I want to say 16 to 18 I don't really remember but uh, and I believe the wife was a nurse or something something in the medical field and then the husband was a clown for kids birthday parties and I think he actually did one did a like a little thing for my birthday one of my birthday parties but anyway um this the wife was super nice they were a very nice family the wife was super nice she is actually the one who taught me how to rollerblade which is super cool and her kids were um super nice too they would give me like books or movies that they liked when they were younger and stuff like that a lot of disney movies but um the guy was a little more on the quiet side and obviously like he was a man so i didn't really talk to him that much but um, they were very nice. We never really had any problems with that, with with them. But I, let's see, I don't, I can't really remember. I think we moved in in the spring. But that fall, our first fall there, um, it was my dad, my brother, and I, and we were outside raking leaves. And so my dad went and asked me to go upstairs to get another bag because we there was so many leaves actually we had a really really big backyard and there was two huge trees in the back so there was tons of leaves specifically in one little area towards the end of the um the yard but he sent me upstairs and so I went to go get it and as I'm about to head back outside I turn around and I'm very shocked because I see this man there and I didn't hear him come up or anything like I didn't hear him. I mean, the doors, the doors weren't uh, closed because I literally just ran upstairs to go get it. So I didn't really need to close the door behind me. But I didn't hear him come up the stairs or anything. Or I didn't even hear him walk into the kitchen. But I was a little scared at first. Um, but then, like, I was so young and naive and I knew him. So I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Whatever, whatever, you know. And so he... And because he had again again never given us problems and stuff, I didn't really think he was a bad person. I never had seen a bad side of him, and also I was never I had was never exposed to any type of evil in my life, so I didn't know how to feel uncomfortable in situations because I had always been around such a loving, caring family. But um, I greeted him, and then he began to get a little closer. 
and uh, to the point where I was lit- my body was literally pressed against the stove and he just kept like pushing me more not literally like physically pushing me but like as him getting closer and I'm making myself move back I'm pressing myself more against the stove and that's where I slowly began to feel a little uncomfortable but um he knew I didn't again I didn't really understand the feeling of being scared and stuff but he knew that my brother played soccer and so then he went ahead and asked me because I would sometimes like play around with my brother a little bit in the yard and I guess he would watch us from his uh window and so he asked me he got a little closer and asked me oh um will you score a goal for me next time you play and as he is asking me this and these words are coming out of his mouth the only thing I freeze in the moment because at the same time his hands are going inside my pants and I again I I froze and I just replied with sure I think I said either yes or sure there's some parts again um because I for a long time I chose not to talk about this and I was so young I kind of forgotten and I've chosen to forget but there's other times other um little other uh, details that are very vivid in my mind till this day but after that honestly like after I replied I truly don't remember what exactly happened I just know he left and then I followed and I just went back out um and I do remember though that that day um at the end of the day like towards uh the night and stuff I confided in my brother about what had happened and I wasn't really sure what it was called I did like the name of what he had done to me and all I know was that it didn't feel right because obviously it did not make me happy I was not laughing I was not in like I didn't enjoy what had happened in any type of way I was very confused and oh my god I don't know why I want to cry I was just confused at what had just happened and it's really the only word I can use I was just confused I was mind blown like wait I don't think that was right of him to do so again because I was so young but I went ahead and just told my brother and I just remember saying if you tell like I was like I gotta tell you something but you you gotta promise that you can't tell mom and dad again there's certain details that I remember vividly and also because it's kind of like my personality so I know I said this and so I went ahead and told him I was like today when I went to go get the bags for the leaves um el payaso which was a clown um came up and he put his hands inside my pants again I said it in a very confusing way in a very also like sad way because in some type of way I felt like it was my fault um and so my brother's only 18 months older than me he's like a year and some change older than me and yet and again very naive to appear uh, because again we had only always lived in a happy loving environment so he also was never exposed to any danger but somehow and I will never forget his sweet words to me he was able to say this to me and 
it meant it's now it means a lot to me it shows me that my brother really does care and love me but he said Liz I don't think that's right I think you need to tell mom and dad and again I got so upset because I'm like no like they cannot know because I was like always a troublemaker and I would always get in trouble and I would lie and or not tell like the full truth and stuff like that my parents would find out and I would just get in trouble for anything really so I was always scared to tell my parents if I had done something because it normally always resulted in me getting in trouble so um I told him I was like I remember I, when he said that I got mad and I'm like if you say something I will never speak to you again and um so but it was it was left like that I, I want to say a couple weeks or probably I think within that same week though um my brother actually ended up telling but it was very weird we were um and again it's so crazy how the mind works because I am able to remember uh some details and I think it the reason like I get sad and like that I want to cry because honestly I haven't cried about this in a very very long time so I don't know what is going on (sighs) okay guys I had to take a little moment um to get myself together but um again I and I will I think I'm gonna rephrase this a lot during my this episode but I'm just so grateful for my parents for them always showing me love and um giving me everything that just brought joy and happiness happiness and allowed me to live such a beautiful childhood that this event really, I don't think, obviously, this is not for any kid to experience, especially that young. So, and I just have such a beautiful family, honestly, guys. And so it was um, during, I remember we were having dinner. And again, it's just crazy the things that I can remember. We were having dinner, it was late at night, and we were actually having um, sopa de fideo, which is just like regular chicken noodle soup, I guess, and my brother had brought it up, he just said out loud, he's just like, mom and dad, Liz has to tell you something, and I'm just like, at first I was like, what is he talking about, like, no, I don't, and then I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's not about to do this to me, he's not about to just throw me under the bus like that, but, um, hey mom and my mom and dad were like oh like what's going on like what happened and honestly okay this is I want to say that that I said it yes I'm the one who said it so my brother said yeah tell him what the clown did again it was in Spanish but he's like diles lo que te hizo el payaso and I'm just like oh my god here it goes and I'm just like oh you know I try to bring it I try to like talk about it and bring it up in such a casual way because again I didn't know exactly how to feel how to process that situation so I just said oh yeah dad like when we were outside raking leaves I just and you sent me upstairs uh he came up too and then he asked me some questions but he also put his hands down my pants and he touched me um, <laughs> I think I said it in Spanish, I, well, obviously I just say it in Spanish, but in Spanish we, we call our private, my, well, my parents gave our private areas, like, I guess certain names, so I'm like, oh yeah, like, he touched me, I, in Spanish again, um, he touched me in my mariposa, and my butterfly, I don't know why we called it that, but that's what we called 
a girl's private area with um, your mariposa. And my dad got so mad. He, I think it makes me upset now because in some type of way, I still feel like I let them down. (laughs) Even though I know it's not it. But because they've always given us such, like such a beautiful life that this was the last thing they ever wanted of course as a parent to happen to their child especially in their own home so i knew it hurt my parents a lot and i i i want to say they probably felt a lot of guilt too but i know my dad he was very very upset and my dad's never i've only seen my dad cry once in his life but my mom, you know, being a girl as well, she started bawling her eyes out. She was in shock. And I and I kind of just froze too. I just stood there. I'm like, I felt like I had done something wrong again because I just had that history of always getting in trouble. But my dad got mad and he got up and he's just like, why didn't you tell us when this happened? Whatever, whatever. And I know he went down. Um, he We used to live up in the first floor or second floor. I don't know. We used to live at the top and then they used to live right below us. But he left and he went um, down the stairs and went to go knock on the person's door. And I don't know why. I think just, you know, life has a weird way of working. But... It was too late, of course. Um, the couple had gotten into an argument, I think, like, earlier that day. So he had left. And so when we went to go knock, the wife answered. And my dad asked, like, oh, we're... I, I don't even remember his name. All I, I still remember because we referred to him as El Payaso. So my dad asked for the, the man. And she's like, oh, he, you know, like, we got into a very... Um, bad argument he left and he said he like he i don't know what he had what she said that he said something about not coming back or whatever but he had left period and he never came back and of course obviously my my dad you know he's like i have to let you guys go basically like i just this isn't working out you guys living here and stuff so um and we never saw him again yeah that was just like the end of it and um I never, we never spoke of it, not that I remember, I never really spoke about it with them after that, um, I never spoke about it with anybody else for a very long time, and I kind of just, again, I just pushed it to the side, and I tried to forget about that situation as much as I could, but honestly, I, I guess brushing it off and stuff, I was able to move on from it for a while, and just continue and live my life and go back to my regular routine and stuff until a couple years later it was about six years later um where it happened again and this time it's a little more tricky because it happened with a family member and it actually happened twice and now it's much older and obviously like it had already happened to me before so i knew that it wasn't right and my parents had um talk to me about it since then they told me you know um how to respect your body you know don't let just basically what is right and what is wrong in regards to your body and other people physically having access to your body so I knew that it was wrong and I was already older so I had been in school I had heard seen things stuff like that but 
again, because it was with a family member, it put me in a very weird situation and I was very conflicted as if, okay, do I say something or not? I knew I wanted to tell somebody, but I felt like I still, I mean, that's my cousin, so I don't want things to be weird. I see him all the time at um, parties, at in, during holiday times and stuff like that. So I was, it was, this situation was very different. And so the first time we had gone to this water park, you know, I, Magic Waters, I think it was called. It was our first time going and we went with him and we went with my brother's uh, friend from the neighborhood. And we were in this, uh, what do you call them? Those like slides um, that are dark and stuff. So I had gone with him and my brother had gone with his friend. And it was dark and so I th- I was up front uh, because I weighed less. Obviously I was smaller. I was really, really small. I was thin. And he's about two years older than me and he was obviously taller, bigger. He was a man. Well, he's a boy so he's obviously like a little heavier than me. And so he was in the back and all I remember, I'm like having fun. We're going down the slide, the water slide. It's all good. And then next thing you know, I feel his hands go in my top and I'm holding on to the little whatever they give you to slide down I'm holding on to that so I'm like your hands are supposed to be holding on to that and yet his hands were inside of my bikini top so I was like wait what (laughs) and so I'm like I said his name and I'm just like hey like you good I well obviously didn't say that but I'm just like hey like you know, what, what, (laughs) and then he stood quiet, he didn't say anything, and then we obviously got out of the ride, and I just walked away from it, and I'm just like, did that really just happen, like, did I, did he mean to do that, was that really what, like, like, how do I say this, like, did he touch me in the way that I think he just did? Did that just happen? Again, to me. So I let it be, though. It was very awkward for the rest of the time that we were um, in the water park. But we got home, whatever. I let it go. I let it be. I, again, I, this time I didn't tell my brother either. Because, again, I was very, like, confused um, as to if that had really just happened. And then also that's family. So I I didn't want to break the family. I didn't want to make things weird between the family. So I just brushed it off. I let it be. And then it happened again. I think it was actually like a few weeks later. We had gone over to his house. And um, we were all in the living room. And we were all just playing and stuff. And then this time his hands went down my pants. I We were all like play wrestling or something and then I don't know how at some point he managed to get his hands in my pants and so I got up so quickly and then I went to the bathroom and I'm just like okay no this this is happening again and I but again I chose not to tell anyone I really didn't I didn't need the second time I also I'm like I'm not gonna tell anybody 
because this is family and that's one of the mistakes we all tend to do when these things happen and it comes from a family member we feel very guilty and we feel very responsible to protect them and to not cause any chaos in the family and we also don't want to be looked at as liars because obviously i knew this this like my cousin as a different person you know we always hung out we all had fun we all played around we all got along so if i were to say something people were really not going to believe me because they're like that's not the person who we see that's not the person who he is around our our uncles our aunts my grandma stuff like that so i'm just like no i'm not gonna say anything because no one's gonna believe me you know so i didn't i didn't up until my freshman year of high school so i want to say this was three four years after the incident had had happened um was when during a session with my social worker it got brought up and it kind of it was hard to talk about it because since literally no one had known for so many years i had never told anyone about it so i got very emotional talking about it um and because of the situation it they tech it was technically her responsibility to have to inform my mom about this so it was very um very hard especially because they had to do it through phone and it was somebody else telling my mom instead of me and that really upset her too that another person had to tell her and so they got the authorities involved but because it had been like so much time that had passed by and again no there was really no i didn't have like a what do you call this a witness i guess or i didn't really have anybody to back me up and confirm and validate my story nothing really got done i mean like legally and stuff but for a while there was a little bit of drama i guess you can say and a little bit of um a confrontation between families and i was for a really long time and i think even now i still feel like that when i'm around them around that family that i get looked at a certain way i get looked at kind of like as a liar or i don't know it just they look at me different now you know and again that's something that i wanted to avoid but but for a long time i did question like why me like what did i do to deserve this to happen to me you know i felt so like worthless and like if i had failed in some sort of way if i had failed my parents i failed myself and it was hard for me to talk about these events in my life especially when they first happened because i was so little so pure and so innocent um and some random man just took that away from me he took that innocence from me um in a matter of seconds um these events impacted my life and were very hard to overcome even as like as with all like with me trying to push him away and stuff when i actually sat down and talk about it and process it they were they were hard for me to accept that it had happened that this was my reality and just i felt like again like i had failed my family um and it took some time I, especially because i was older now when i had talked about the second time it happened with my with a family member i was about 14 so and i'm 23 now so it took me i want to say a good solid two years after i had verbally um 
said it to somebody and I had talked about it out loud. It took me two years to accept everything, all of it. Um, and I'm so grateful for my social worker at the time, Ms. G, um, over at East Leiden High School. Uh, I think now she's Miss Martinez or Miss Ramirez, I'm one of those two. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she really, really did help me. It was a lot of sessions, a lot of crying, a lot of journaling too. Um, I love. I'm a. Very, I'm very big in expressing your feelings and letting out your feelings. So she got me into journaling a lot. Her along with my um, English teacher at the time. So it was a lot of journaling that helped me too. And so I think now I understand that um, life made me live these um events for me to be more aware and more protective not only of myself but um, I do have a younger sister so it is my job to protect her and look um, out for her so I truly feel like these events were for me to have that credibility when I'm talking to her um, and giving her advice in certain events um, she knows that I know what it's like and that she knows not to do the same mistakes I did. Don't wait when something like this happens. Just tell somebody, you know, and it's okay to tell somebody. So I know I've, um, I've gotten a confirmation in life that this is part of my story and I'm totally okay with it because now not only do I look after my sister, but I can also help many more um, out there that kind of went through the same thing that I did and I know some others have it had had worse. Uh, thankfully for me, it never got sexually. Um, it just was physically and obviously emotionally. But obviously, the men who did this, they um, they are free now. There was never justice. But in my heart, I truly, truly do not hold any anger, any um, any bad energy towards them. I think. Um, also, I was very religious in my house. So I think that in life, what you put out, you get back. So, you know, they will... And I'm not saying anything bad will happen to them, but they'll have their consequences. They'll serve their, um, I guess, their... Um, oh my God, what, what do you call it? <laughs> they'll serve the consequences in one way or another life will give them that i don't really need the law to do that i also i'm at peace in my heart so for me it doesn't really matter um if everything's good or if everything's bad obviously i don't wish bad but it's yeah it's really not an importance to me anymore what the consequences they get but i want to tell you guys that i understand what you're going through your emotions and i get it and that's why again like i said i don't hold that any like i don't hold any bad energy and we can't you can't keep holding on to grudges and anger you have to accept the situation and the situations that life makes you go through as part of your story again it's easier a lot of these things are easier said than done but i've been able to overcome these and that's why i'm sitting here talking to you guys about it that's why I'm telling you guys I'm not just saying it to say like I truly believe you can when you work hard to heal and when you want to be in a better place when you're tired of holding on to all that bad energy when you're tired of crying and when you're tired of just feeling sorry and upset it you learn to accept it and like how I am now sharing this story 
as to you, these those events, those moments are putting your per are putting your life up for a purpose, for you to help others overcome the similar situation, for you to empathize, empath- <laughs> oh my gosh, for you to sympathize with people and realize that you never really know what others are going through. Um, it's going to take time though. Like I said, for me, it took me a really long time. The first time I was five and then I didn't talk about it till I was like eight or 10. And then when that, that happened again, I was 11 or 12. And then I didn't talk about it till I was like 14, 15. And now I'm 23 and now I can say that I'm good. Again, it's taken a lot and a lot of crying, a lot of questioning, a lot of journaling but I got to that place and I know you guys will be able to get there too but I want to remind you to remind yourself that you are worthy don't let these people's wrongdoings these evil people in life have that much control and power over you to the point where they can determine literally I guess your emotions for the rest of your life like they're out here probably not regretting anything and meanwhile you're left with this bargain that this person just put upon you and it's too much of a heavy burden to carry for your whole life honestly so do it for yourself do it for you to feel healthy again for you to feel happy again and I just want to tell you guys that you are so much stronger than you think and I know you guys could totally overcome this and again I'm sorry if this was a sensitive topic for some of you guys um, but I hope that if you were strong enough to hear this whole thing and that you use that as a verification that you can't get through anything again I know that others out there have had it worse than me but this is also something that a lot of people are, it's a very sensitive topic and I know it's a very hard topic to also overcome a, a situation that is very hard and unless you've been put in the situation yourself, it's very hard to understand um, the person and it's very hard to also, I guess now a lot of people are confused as to why I'm so open to talk about it and how I'm so okay with it. Because a lot of people don't get over this. A lot of people don't surpass this. And um, thankfully for me, with the help of my my very supportive family, with some social workers, some great teachers, and obviously God himself. But I'm in a better place. I'm so happy. I don't dwell on it because I don't let that, not a mistake, but I don't let someone else's choice define me. Because I didn't want this. I didn't ask for it. It was somebody else who chose to do this. And for their, I'm not going to live with something that they did to me. Like, if it was something that I had done, then I guess I have to live knowing that it was a choice that I had. But I didn't have a choice with this. So why would I let this eat me up for the rest of my life? Um, But again, I really hope that you guys... Everyone out there who is listening, I really hope that every morning you tell yourself that you are strong, that you are worthy, that you are beautiful, and that you can overcome anything with a lot of hard work, with a lot of, it takes, it's a very long healing process, but you'll get there. And let me tell you, the finish line, the outcome is a beautiful place. It's so nice over here. And 
you'll get there. And I, I hope that when you get there, you think of me. <laughs> you think of a little old me. And also that you pat yourself on the back and then that you feel proud of yourself. You fucking did that. Nobody else. Yes, of course, there was people that helped you along the way. But you did that on your own. And that's, that's bravery right there. And with that, I end today's podcast, guys. And um, again, this was something very different. But I feel like since it is part of my story, it's part of my journey. And it's uh, also something that I that's led me to have downfalls in life that I've had to get up. And it's helped me be where I am today. It's The healing process was a, a step in unleashing a better version of myself, a version where I don't have hate, a, a version where I don't feel guilt for myself, and a version where I'm happy and I'm forgiving and I know I can get through anything. So I want to thank you guys all so much for um, tuning into today's podcast and also I have made an outro so I will end this podcast with that. I love you guys all so much and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you all so much for your support and please subscribe and review this podcast with some suggestions on what you want to hear next and how I can improve. Also, stay in contact with me through my social media platform. I'm on Instagram with the underscore L-I-I-Z-X and Twitter L-I-I-Z-X-X underscore. That's underscore L-I-I-Z-X for Instagram and L-I-I-Z-X-X underscore for Twitter. Thank you all so much and I love you. God bless.